You are listening to a recording from the 2021 Pumanar Scholars Virtual Residency Fair. We would like to take a moment to thank the residency programs who have taken the time to present at our fair this year. This year's Pumanar Scholars Virtual Residency Fair is supported by Pumanar Recap, the best resource for your physiatry clinical preparation, audition rotations, board preparation, and beyond. Pumanar Recap offers 35 hours of review videos, hundreds of review questions, and even oral board cases. Head to pmnrrecap.com to learn more. Yeah, all good. Great. Yeah, it looks good. All right, cool. Um, Kate, you want to start? Are we good to get started? Yeah, are we good to get started? You, you're all good right to right go on our end. Awesome, thanks. Um, so thank you so much for having us. We are so excited to give this presentation and also as I announced to everybody, a little nervous. <laughs> it's been a year and a half of Zoom and you still can't trust the direct message. Um, okay. No, but in all honesty, I'm really happy to be here. Um, very happy to give this presentation about our program. So we are Rutgers NJMS, also known as Kessler. I'll be presenting today with my co-residents, Chris Bowe and Paul So. I'm a PGY4, I'm the clinical chief resident, um, and I submitted my application for brain injury yesterday. Um, mm -hmm. Paul is also a PGY4 who's going into sports and spine or pain, depending on what he decides. And Chris Bowe is a PGY3 who's probably gonna do spinal cord. Um, so without further ado. Uh Uh, so this is all of our beautiful faces of our program. Um, we have our three classes here. We have um, a total of 25 ACGME accredited spots. Um, so that accounts to two classes of eight and one class of nine, uh, just depending on the year that you apply. Um, you can also see that we have a very diverse pool of residents. And I think that is definitely a major highlight of our program. Uh, regarding our rotation sites, we rotate at a number of sites, but what we consider to be our home institution would be Kessler. Uh, Kessler is in West Orange. It is a beautiful and mostly new facility. Um, we have our model systems for both spinal cord injury and traumatic brain injury there. Um, our next site that we spend a lot of time at is the East Orange VA Medical Center. Uh, which is a great way for us to give back to our veterans and definitely a unique population in terms of both musculoskeletal pathology as well as traumatic brain injury pathology for those who have suffered from blast type injuries um, and other traumatic brain injuries while serving. Our next site is um, University Hospital, which is associated with NG NJMS um, or previously UMDNJ, which is a level one trauma center. Uh, and we often get patients both at University Hospital, as well as at Kessler, who come from University Hospital. So that um, really contributes to our patient acuity and all the patients that we see. Uh, another main highlight for us is our Hospital for Special Surgery rotation. That's optional. That's an optional rotation for us as senior residents. Uh, obviously, that's a wonderful hospital that's often ranked very highly among the orthopedic hospitals every year. Um, and it's an amazing opportunity to kind of see their inter and multidisciplinary uh, services at HSS. We also spend time at the New Jersey Regenerative Institute for those of you interested 
interested in regenerative medicine. Um, and St. Barnabas Medical Center is one of our newest sites that we've added. Uh, the residents have just started rotating within the last year, year and a half. And uh, that's a lot of good, unique kind of sports medicine and other outpatient musculoskeletal um, site for us. And then Crispo will take it over for education. Education. <clears throat> All right. So as far as education outside of your clinical rotations, um, we do weekly didactics. Um, so this happens every Wednesday from 8 a.m. to 12 p.m. You show up to your clinical rotation site at 1 p.m. on Wednesdays. Um, it's nice that this, this is completely protected time. So nursing staff, people in the hospital know that residents do this every Wednesday. So um, there's no expectation that you're filling any of your clinical obligations during this time. The attendings run the services themselves. Um, we have monthly grand rounds. And so this happens on the first Friday of every month. Um, and the PGY3s are uh, the ones who actually invite speakers from outside institutions to come talk to um, the program about a topic of, or, uh, of their choice within um, different fields. Um, and this is an opportunity for residents actually to build connections with people um, who are maybe in the fields that they're interested in going into for fellowship. Um, we do journal club. So there's sports medicine and pain journal club happen on a monthly basis. Neuro rehab uh, journal club happens quarterly. And so this is um, led by a resident with an attending and a research facilitator. We have these workshops. So we have an ultrasound and electrodiagnostic workshop. Um, these happen outside of didactics, usually like in the mornings from maybe seven or eight, seven to 8 a.m. on Wednesdays and, and sometimes outside of that. Um, We've traditionally had a cadaver course where residents learn more of like the musculoskeletal anatomy. They can do um, actually some injection procedures like as practice. Um, during COVID, this hasn't been available, but it's something that we're working on bringing back. And then Kate is actually actively working on creating a, an interventional spine course um, that we're gonna implement soon. And then finally, this is um, something that I think is, is pretty unique to our program. Um, and the really, really cool that we have a lot of medical students rotating through our, um, our program. New Jersey Medical School uh, has a mandatory two-week PM&R rotation, so every student before graduating does a PM&R rotation with us. Um, and then in addition to that, there, there are plenty of elective um, rotations for students. We have a lot of students doing aways here. And so this is a great opportunity for us to be involved in teaching. Um, and then, you know, through the teaching process, you also learn a lot of things. Um, and we also teach physical exam workshop at the medical school. Kate, anything to add? No, that was great. <laughs> okay. I realize this GIF might've been a little uh, distracting, but okay. I think it's perfect. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, so I'm going to be talking about the uh, researching um, that's available at Kessler, and um, all residents are required to do a longitudinal graduation research project. I think this is pretty similar across uh, the board for um, pretty much all the PMR programs out there. Um, one thing that's great about um, our program is we have the Kessler Foundation, which is um, a pretty large research facility um, that's attached to our main hospital, our main acute rehab hospital. And um, because of that, we have a lot of researchers, a lot of therapists, a lot of attendings, um, you know, just pumping out research. Uh, and there's a lot of flexibility in this. So you could either start your own 
um, and you get uh, pretty decent support. They, they help you with your IRB. Uh, Kessler has its own IRB, so you can just submit to them directly. Um, it, it's typically pretty quick in terms of turnaround. So if you do have a research idea, um, you know, you could ask one of the researchers to help you. Uh, most of the IRB you'll be writing yourself, but um, after you submit to IRB, the turnover is pretty quick. Um, if you don't want to start from scratch, uh, there are tons of research projects that are going on constantly. Um, and you could, it's very easy to just reach out to one of the researchers and ask them if there's anything that they're working on that you could get involved with. Um, and because it is attached to our main hospital, you could even just like walk over um, to the Kessler Foundation, uh, go to their research center and then uh, talk to any of the researchers up there. Um, one of the nice advantages of having this attached to our hospital is that um, Kessler Foundation, they do a lot of very um, advanced research um, involving a lot of technology and different things. Um, for example, we were one of like the first institutes to have the exoskeleton um, as well as like the PRISM um, rehabilitation. And uh, we currently just uh, finished building our spinal cord stem research lab, um, which they're gonna be, you know, it got a little bit pushed back to the pandemic, but I think they're gonna start um, doing more studies on that, particularly the spinal cord injury patients. Um, so a lot of exciting stuff happening at Kessler Foundation, and it's very easy to just walk over there and kind of jump in on a project if you're interested. Uh, we are also one of uh, very, very few um, institutes that have the model systems, both for SCI and TBI. And for those of you who don't know what the model system is, it's a, um, it's a program that's sponsored by the um, National Institute of Disability, Independent Living, and Rehabilitation Research. That They're probably like the biggest um, uh, sponsorship for research when it comes to rehab. And uh, what they do is to provide grants and uh, for research centers and researchers, and they collect data uh, from any research related to spinal cord and brain injury and um, compile all of this data for national usage. Um, and um, because of that, uh, we do have access to a lot of good research data um, and it's very easy to kind of reach out and network with other facilities um, to, you know, potentially either work on a project, collaborate, or, you know, even kind of talk about studies that you might be interested in. Um, we do also have a mandatory QA, QI project that every resident has to complete. Um, this is typically an 18 month um, project. Uh, you work on it with uh, roughly about three or four of the residents. It's typically one to two seniors, uh, one to two PGY3s, and one to two uh, PGY2s that are all working on this together. Um, and once you uh, complete this project, the nice thing about our QAQI is that if you actually see the changes, um, you will actually see it being implemented in the hospital um, as long as it's feasible. Um, so you get to actually kind of see the fruit of your labor um, and kind of see its evolution while you're working on it. Um, but, you know, for those of you who are really interested in research, um, there's plenty of opportunities um, through Kessler and Kessler Foundation. Yeah. And I'll just add to Paul's uh, research slide there. It's just that um, for us, it's, you know, there are some requirements that like you do have to have a graduation project and involve involvement in the QA, QI, but it's kind of... Um, you know, it's out there for the taking. So if it's something you're super interested in, there's unlimited resources and opportunities. And if it's something you're less interested in, that's okay too. 
All right, um, so on to possibly the best part of our residency is the residents themselves. Um, part of what's nice about having a really big program is that there's a lot of us and there's a lot of camaraderie and we actually really like each other a lot. <laughs> um, we like to do a lot of things outside of work. We like to meet up after work, go to dinner, hang out at our homes when obviously when it's safe and we can. Um, and also our social committee is thriving. Thank you, Chris Poe. That's me. <laughs> very yeah. hardworking social committee who works very hard to put on at least monthly events for us outside of what we would plan for ourselves. So um, if you're considering our program, you gotta learn to love the camera, right? Chris I, yeah, that was another <laughs> little bullet point here. I work tirelessly actually on social events, um, barely find time for clinical responsibilities. So uh, we have a good time. <laughs> And then um, for, you know, furthermore, the people in our program outside of the residence are our attendings who are the backbone of our program for sure. Um, often very highly regarded and distinguished in their fields, but also the most down to earth people you could meet. There's Dr. Kirschbloom, our program chair in the top left, uh, trying to decipher his own, um, I forget what they're called, Paul, do you remember the little like pictures that say yeah. a word? So. That's yeah, actually his remember. name. That's Steep Fan Koresh Bloom, and he's trying to figure it out. So, um, but you can <laughs> see the 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 attendings are often hanging out with us in the resident room. Um, they're great teachers. They're super approachable. It feels like a great team environment when you're working with them alongside of them. Great people to learn from, um, and they look great in hats. So there's that. <laughs> um, I think we're coming up to just the last few minutes. I just want to go over what we do after we graduate. Um, so this is just the pictogram. I think there's another name for it. Uh, A it list? Uh, <laughs> I can't remember. We're going to have to look it up. <laughs> um, this is just a list of us for uh, what we've done. This are, these are the residents from the past two years um, that have matched so you as you can see we tend to match um in diverse areas we have strong neuro rehab and strong musculoskeletal matches i think that's one of the benefits of our program meaning that even if you decide you want to go into private practice and you know you're going to get well-rounded training at our program to pursue whatever specialty you want or just to go out into general practice and be a really good all-around physiatrist um, so this is our last slide. We can leave this up uh, for you guys to review. I know it's a lot on the page there. Um, if anybody has any questions, we put our contact information up here. These are all of the chief's information. I'm clinical, Kirk's academic, Paul is admin, and Chris Bowe is just our social media, kind of a random. wonderful social media uh, <laughs> guru, and he is our resident artiste. <laughs> <laughs> so feel free guys, to ask us questions. Unmute yourself. Yeah, we, great. We've got about five minutes for questions. Oh, Chris, you're getting a direct shout out. <laughs> oh, snap. Wait, I can't see. I got to unshare something. Hold up. Oh, it's okay. I'll just tell you. It just said you're doing good on Instagram, Chris. Oh, th thank you very much. That means a lot. Um, no, I'm <laughs> but if you guys um, right, are we'll on your computers, in. you can like scan that QR code with your, your, your phone and actually go directly to our page. I thought that was cool. 
Hey Duke, what's up? All right, so I'll try to rapid fire these questions because there's a bunch. Um, so it's great to see the residents have social support in each other. Um, since there are multiple rotation sites, where do we live? So that is uh, really highly variable um, there and kind of depends on what your priorities are. Um, our clinical sites are definitely a little bit more spread out. Um, but our main clinical sites, I would say are Kessler, East Orange University Hospital, which are all within like a 15 minute driving range. So most people tend to live in towns nearby, like Bloomfield, Montclair, those areas. Um, but we have plenty of residents who live in Jersey City, Hoboken, even Manhattan, um, that just want that type of environment. And they're very happy there. And um, the commute from what I understand is about 20 to 30 minutes. Um, next question. With each class bringing in special personalities, how do you find like-minded folks to form a positive family like the one that you have? Do you have anything beyond the interview and meet and greet events? Um, so I would love to have more than meet and greet events, but unfortunately with COVID, that's obviously put a hold on a lot of the events we've been able to have, including like our medical student fair and such. Um, I am always more than happy to reach out to, if you want to reach out to me or any of the other residents more than happy to kind of give different perspectives on our program and that's definitely something that we can think about doing in the future is um, you know as things are looking better um, are there opportunities for residents to use their omt skills oh we have plenty of do's that uh, love to share their knowledge i've learned a lot from my do colleagues um shout out to kevin Pineda, who's not here but we're um we have a lot of uh, didactic time and we have the ability to kind of add in DO teaching sessions, which we've had before. Um, I believe there is a movement to make a more formalized uh, OMT curriculum so that all of our residents are learning it, but the attendings are 100% open to you using your DO skill set. And even our attendings who are MDs are also open to learning from you and learning those techniques and applying them to the practice. Yeah, and just to uh, um, plug in um, something about the OMT. So uh, a couple of years ago, one of our residents, actually one of our co-residents in our year had started an OMP clinic at the outpatient office at uh, Kessler. Um, and we do have some of the DO attendings who um, kind of lead it. Uh, right now it's on pause, but um, you can still have opportunities to do, I believe there's, uh, we have one of our newer attendings who might be taking over. Um, so they actually see patients there and they actually do the OMP at that clinic. So um, for anyone that's interested, you could go to the clinic and um, kind of learn OMT or practice your MT on um, actual patients rather than each other. Uh, let's see what else. How friendly is a residency for residents with spouses and families? I would say very much so. Two of our residents in our class right now are pregnant. Um, multiple residents have children. We also have residents that are single. Um, I would say it's a pretty friendly regardless of your relationship status. Um, yeah, I think that was something I was personally nervous about going into residency and it was not an issue for me. Um, could you talk more about the clinical experience at the Regenerative Institute? Um, I actually haven't rotated there. Paul, have you, have you rotated there? Um, I rotated there actually as an intern because where I did my internship, it's one of, it's like an elective site we can do, but, um, yeah, you spend, you pretty much spend most of your time with, uh, Dr. Malanga, um, and Dr. Agassin, I guess Dr. Bone as well. They're, they're the three that run the, um, regenerative Institute, but 
if you are really interested in regenerative medicine, and I'm not just talking about PRP, but things like MFAT, ozone, and all of this, you know, um, really um, interesting things that are starting to come out in the literature, uh, it's the perfect place to go and kind of spend time because um, they are very open to, you know, practicing um, regenerative medicine there. And um, you get to kind of see very interesting things and watch, uh, watch all the attendings there do a lot of uh, very interesting stuff. All right. Well, thank you all so much. That was wonderful. Really appreciate your time tonight and um, sharing your contact information here for everyone to follow up with you.